the Bible Study Podcast, episode 413. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We ended last week with chapter 4 in verse 11 at the end of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. And today in verse 12, Jesus begins to preach. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's interesting that Jesus hears about John's death and leaves. He withdraws to Galilee And begins his public ministry, and in Matthew's version, he begins with the same words as John. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. You could see why, if that's going to be his message, it might be good to get out of town, since John has been put in prison, and John has been put in prison because he was preaching against the behavior of the king, against the behavior of the son of Herod the Great. You remember we talked about Herod the Great, and this is one of those sons where the acorn did not fall far from the tree. He was sleeping with his brother's wife, and John called him out on it and will lose his life eventually because of it. But Jesus goes to Capernaum, and we'll hear a lot about Capernaum in the gospel accounts as Jesus is doing a lot of his ministry in Capernaum, in Cana, in these regions around the Sea of Galilee. Now, it's interesting that Matthew calls these the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. Now, Zebulun and Naphtali are two of the original 12 tribes, and these are two tribes that have gone away. They have disappeared when the Assyrians came and took over years ago, more than 500 years before this point, before the time of the captivity of Judah. But by this point, they are repopulated by Samaritans and Jews alike. And so Jesus starts his ministry there. And so Matthew again goes back to the Old Testament and finds this prophecy and says, this is what was prophesied by the prophets. Specifically, he's talking about the prophet Isaiah in this place. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. It's interesting. I don't know what the shadow of death is. Is it perhaps the death of Zebulun and Naphtali at this point? But definitely the beginning of Jesus' preaching is seen by Matthew in retrospect as a great light shining in a dark place. Matthew will spend much more time talking about Jesus' teaching than he does here in this particular chapter, and we'll see that as we get into chapter 5. As we move on, Jesus calls his first disciples. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, in 
Matthew's version, it seems like this is the first time they have ever encountered Jesus. We learn from the other Gospels that both Andrew and John were disciples of John the Baptist. And so they were familiar with Jesus. They might even have been there when he was baptized. But they have gone back to fishing. John has been arrested, and their time as disciples of a teacher are over until Jesus comes and calls them, and calls their brothers too at this point. So James and John the sons of Thunder, the sons of Zebedee, and Andrew and Simon are called and they leave all they have and they leave in the middle of the job. They leave their nets and they follow him. We don't know a lot about James and John or Andrew and Peter or Andrew and Simon at this point, Simon who will eventually be Peter. We know they're fishermen. We know that Andrew and John are probably religious people in the sense that they were spending some time following around John. They're probably quite devoted even at this time. But we know that when they hear that calling from Jesus, they come and I'm not sure there's anything else we need to know about them. That alone speaks so well for who they are. They recognize the calling of Jesus and that special calling and they go. Jesus heals the sick. Continuing on in verse 23, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Matthew covers a lot of ground in those verses. He says that Jesus, unlike John, is performing miracles. And so he starts to diverge at this point from the ministry of John, just calling people to repentance, and starts to do these great acts, healing people, casting out demons, the paralyzed are walking, and people are coming from all over, from Galilee, where he is, from the Decapolis. And the Decapolis would be the nearby region of what is now Jordan. So Amman, Jordan is part of the Decapolis, as are regions north and south of it. Jerusalem, Judea, and the regions across the Jordan. And so Jesus now begins his two or three year period of public ministry. And he begins it with just that one line of teaching and this very summarized version of all the miracles. And he does that because he's about to get into a much longer section about what Jesus is teaching. And in fact, I think probably here in Matthew 5, which is what we'll tackle next week, where he gets into the Sermon on the Mount, we learn the most about what Jesus' public preaching was like. But we're going to hold that off and do that next week. What else can we learn from these three sections here? We have Jesus starting his ministry, we have Jesus preaching repentance, and we have Jesus who is healing and going through all the synagogues and preaching to the people of Israel, because that is what he came to do, especially what is going to be highlighted by Matthew's gospel. What can we learn from that? We can certainly learn from the faithfulness of Simon and Andrew, from James and John. The right answer when God says go is go now. We can certainly learn from this the power of God, the power of God expressed through Jesus, the power over demons, the power over paralysis, the power over many diseases. That is a power that hasn't ended, and it's a power that we should still 
pray for. I've started reading a book called The Year of Living Prayerfully. It's an interesting and somewhat humorous book, but it's looking at a life of prayer, and it's talking about three different types of prayer. The prayer of the cry for help, the prayer of the calling, and the prayer for the kingdom. I want to talk a little bit about the first of those, and the other two may come up in next week's lesson. But the prayer for that call for help, that God still respects that call for help that we pray that is sometimes the prayer of someone who has turned his back on God and now realizes they need him, that God is still doing the healing today that he was doing then, and it is okay for us to call out for help, but it shouldn't be the only part of our conversation in a relationship with God, and we'll look at that more next week. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. If you're enjoying this, you can leave a review in iTunes or wherever else you're finding your podcasts. It helps people find the show. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.